The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's Friday. And we're bringing you some more rock and roll. All right, this Saturday night, November 20th in New Jersey, I'm going to be at the Striper to Hell with the Devil 30th anniversary show at the Stone Pony in New Jersey. If you're in Jersey, the New York area, come hang out and check out the show. Striper's doing the whole, their classic album in its entirety in their vintage black and yellow stage costumes. I'm going with my Heaven's Metal group text of Howard Jones from The Devil You Know, Richard Christie from, uh, from Howard Stern. We're going to go check it out. We're going to do a Christian metal podcast. And in honor of the 30th anniversary to hell with the devil michael sweet's been here a couple times but i got striper guitarist oz fox he's sharing stories about the making of to hell with the devil what the album did for the band as far as popularity what it was like to deal with sudden mainstream fame he's also talking about the band's breakup in 1993 uh when he took over as the lead singer what brought them back together you hear the story behind his name oz fox his ozzy osbourne imitation how some of his personal guitar heroes uh, shaped his own playing and sound plus we'll get into a little bit of a religious discussion a little bit of end of the world type stuff uh, great rock and roll stories coming up with Oz Fox of Striper. It's to hell with the devil 30th anniversary. But first had a whirlwind tour in Europe with the WWE uh, this whole week. I'll tell you one thing. I'm in Vienna right now. I go home in a couple days and I'm looking forward to getting home and sleeping in my own bed. And this is not just because of my comfy mattress. It takes more than just a comfy mattress to get a good night's sleep. You know what you need? You need some comfy sheets as well. And you know what kind of sheets I'm sleeping in? The same ones that three U.S. presidents sleep on. wonder if Trump is sleeping on them. Bowl and Branch. Everything Bowl and Branch makes from bedding to blankies is made from pure 100% organic cotton, which means it's super soft. And I know what you're thinking. Sheets are like really expensive, right? But not if you buy Bowl and Branch, okay? Since you've been getting directly from Bowl and Branch, you're pretty much paying a wholesale price. So instead of shelling out a thousand bucks in the store, you can treat yourself to these little luxurious, soft, comfortable sheets for just a couple hundred bucks. Come on. Did you really think I'd pay a thousand bucks for sheets? I'm a cheap. Come on, man. Everyone loves these bowl and branch sheets as well. They got thousands of five-star reviews. If you're still not convinced, try this. Bowl and branch will let you try the sheets for 30 nights. And if you don't love them like I do, love them like I do and experience the best night's sleep of your life, send them back for a full refund. All right. They'll even ship the sheets to you for free. So free shipping, money back guarantee does not get any better than that or does it? 
All right, I'm going to sweeten the deal. If you go to bowlandbranch.com right now and use my promo code Jericho, you're going to get 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. That's my promo code Jericho at bowlandbranch.com. You're going to get 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code Jericho. Sleep in the most comfortable, soft, and restful sheets you've ever had. Bowl and Branch, check them out. All right, so we're here in Las Vegas with uh, with Sir Oz Fox. Yo, uh, Matt, we've known each other for a long time, dude. It's been a while. You yes. know what I mean? But it's it's cool because you live here in Vegas now. Yes. Oh, yeah. where, where do you rehearse in Vegas? What's it like living in Vegas for one? Vegas is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I used to live in Southern California. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's where I was born and raised. Yeah. And when I met my wife, uh, she lived here. Okay. Um, and I was in a band just playing really terrible places in town, <laughs> um, playing covers. And this I'd is come, in between striper tours or something? Yeah, or? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, this was probably the end of 2008 mm-hmm. uh, going into 2009. Uh, and so it was really great to be in this classic rock band here in town with, of all people, the lead singer from Angel, Frank Domino. Oh, <laughs> Says he lives here. Okay. So uh, for me, that was pretty exciting just to just to be in the same room with the guy. Let alone playing covers. Were you, you an know? Angel fan? Uh, you know, I remember Angel, but I wasn't following mm-hmm. them. That was around the time when I was like more into Van Halen and stuff right. like that. But but um, now that I've been playing with Frank, I am a fan now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because so. they were. Like, I, I just read this book about uh, Casablanca Records. Yeah. And they were kind of the antithesis to Kiss. Like Neil Bogart signed them because Kiss was like the dark makeup and all the craziness. And Angel was supposed to be like all dressed in white and yes. coming out in a spaceship. And it just didn't catch on. Right. You know, right. like they expected it to. Well, you know, I'm sure Frank will have a different version of that. <laughs> I'm sure, right. I'm sure. But that's what, you know, that's <laughs> but, what they're but saying. But that's what they'll say, Yeah, exactly. I guess. So you were um, playing in the band with him. Yeah. And, and that was great. But I was dating Annie during mm-hmm. the time I was playing with Frank. And then when we decided to finally get married, I was thinking, my gosh, this is a great town. I've been here a lot, and the entertainment's amazing here. Mm -hmm. The food was just incredible. And I I thought to myself, this would be a great place to live. Why not just stay here? So I made the move from Southern California here because of Annie. Mm -hmm. And... um, I've never regretted it. You mentioned that you were basically off last year from Striper. How is that when you get back in the rehearsal room after not playing for a while? You know, it's it's that's like riding a bike, you know, because we already know half the stuff anyway. I'm really looking forward to playing the new album, which right, it's fun. a great new record. Fallen, thank you. Is the record actually the last two Striper records, Revelation and Fallen, have both been like, I, I told Mike. Uh, some of the, especially Revelation and this one, some of the best stuff you've ever done, not mm. just in the last couple of years, like of the whole Striper catalog. Mm. I think both those records are very standout. Yeah. Yeah. No More Hell to Pay was definitely the... I'm sorry. I said Revelation. No yeah. More Hell to Pay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It was definitely was a, 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 a huge, um, a, I would say, it, it was definitely a landmark thing for us to do that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, you know, this is great vibe. Everything was cool about it. Kind of, kind of, almost. A lot of people compared it to to Hell with the Devil, mm-hmm. just because of the quality of the songs same and vibe. The production. Even the cover. <laughs> yeah, same, exactly. Same thing, yeah. Uh, but then coming out with Fallen was even taking it a step further mm-hmm. from that, and it's that I, I'm really, really pleased with that, and uh, especially Michael getting together with, um, you know, Clint. Uh, from, mm-hmm, Seven from Seven Dust, Dust yeah, Clint yeah. Lowry, and, and 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 that that song just really has a certain kind of 
Yahweh hair, hair stand on edge vibe to it, and I love it. It's great. So. I always like kind of like those heavier striper songs. Like those, you guys always had that real heavy side to you, which was always my favorite. Yeah, yeah. you know, That's there's great. been like a resurgence, I think, for striper over the last few years. Um, Due to those records, or I mean, what do you, how do you feel? I, you know, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just really happy. But there is a resurgence for the band, though. It's yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it definitely has been a big re- resurgence, and you know, Michael's worked really hard to, you know, pull it together, and mm-hmm. Lisa as well, his wife, his wife, yeah, been managing. She just has done an amazing job. Oh, she manages you guys now. She's been okay. working with managing us. Yes, gotcha. And um, so that's been a big plus, and mm-hmm. they, they've done such a great job at doing that, and we're just kind of. Riding well, the, I mean, y- you're talking train. about 30, 30, 30 years, plus 30 years. plus years of, of Striper with the original lineup, yes. which blows my mind because that's pretty rare for any band to have an original lineup, you know? <laughs> well, there have been a few yeah. near-death experiences, <laughs> but we're still here. Yeah, you know, exactly. Great. Now, let me ask you this in, 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 as far as... Um, you know, you guys were such a, an anomaly back in the 80s with, with being, you know, the, the, the first real Christian metal band, or the biggest, let's say. And c- kind of taking the task for, for it in a lot of ways, mm. uh, back in that time frame especially. Mm. Now, it's just the way it is, and no one really even cares as much as they used to. It's like, oh my God, it's a Christian metal band now. It's like, it's Striper. Y- yeah, and Striper, I think, has, has really worked hard for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could have gone a number of ways, but I'm very thankful that, you know, we've had, I believe, divine intervention taking care of whatever we needed in that area. Mm. Even if people didn't like us, we still had some kind of divine, I should say a huge kind of divine power pushing us along. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I believe, to be honest with you. Um, You can do all you want to make something happen, but if you don't have divine favor, I don't know that you'll get what you really should be getting. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion, uh, of course. And that's n- nothing, nothing bad about anyone who works really hard and gets something done, and they did it. Okay. But I really believe having, having if I can say it, having God be behind you, why wouldn't I want the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. who knows all and created all, be the person behind what I'm doing. And that's did you, did you feel this always um, since you joined Striper, kind of this divine hand on your shoulder? I mean, you would think as a, as a Christian band standing up the way that you do, that you would always have had that. But did you ever, did you really feel it? Well, it, 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 when I was small and, and didn't really know much about religion, mm-hmm. I should say, I went to a Catholic church with my grandmother, you know, was, was confirmed in the Catholic church, all that stuff. Um, I really still didn't really understand what all that meant. I just knew that there were these churches that prayed to a God that, you know, there was Jesus on a cross and what did that mean and and all that. Um, But as time went on, obviously, my mother, bless her heart, she did everything she could to be the best single mom she could. And um, she started going to church. She started going to a Pentecostal church type of church. It was more of a hippie Pentecostal church because I remember all the guys having long hair and wearing, <laughs> you know, funky shirts and stuff. But um, that was where I really was introduced to the whole idea of being a born-again Christian. And that was the first time I opened up a Bible and started reading the stories mm-hmm. that went along with that. 
And when you read some of the stories, obviously some people might say, oh, you know, it's all fairy tales. But then, you know, there's proof that stuff happened. There's actual physical proof of it. And, and so after you read those stories and then you start to say, wow, these, these people really had God loving them and guiding them and doing miracles in front of their eyes, winning their battles, you know, bringing fire down from the sky out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible things like that happening. Then when Jesus obviously came and started healing people and, and talking about what love was really supposed to be about, it t- took it to a new level. And, and, and so learning all of this stuff, going to my mom's church, just kind of really changed my whole perspective about it. But, of course, there's always that element of, well, you know, I'm still living in the world and I'm, uh, you know, I got to do my thing and, you know, and I got to impress people or do whatever I have to do to be a great guitar player or whatever you do. Um, so you kind of get this half-hearted thing going where half of you is believing in that, but the other half is I got to be this. Right. Okay. And what happens is people miss the idea of surrendering everything to God. And when you get that is when you really start getting faith because once you take that step to surrender everything, then God will start doing everything for you. Mm -hmm. And that's really what started happening in my life. Uh, and, And I started moving ahead with faith that just didn't worry about anything anymore. I didn't worry about whether the band was selling albums or not or if I was gigging all the time or not. I just trusted that God was going to take care of it, and somehow he always does. Yeah, he, as long as you let him drive, yeah. he'll take you where you yeah. got to go. Yeah. Sometimes you don't like it, but... And, and I'm not trying to preach or anything. No, no, no. I'm just telling you from my own experience, that's what's happened in my life. Mm. So for me, that's really all what it's all about. And, and then to be able to share that with people through the music I play is even cooler mm-hmm. you know and to get to a point now where 30 years later Striper's very famous in, in a lot of circles the doors open to me hmm. in a lot of places especially here in Vegas everybody opens their doors and and I'm meeting a lot of guys here that uh, don't know anything about Christianity but start asking questions or they know a little bit but they're skeptical but they come up and they ask well why is it this and why is it that and how come you say this? And, and I have the opportunity to share and talk to him about it. Or there's guys that, that I, just today, I had a guy that's a local musician, and uh, he's pretty well known here in town, and he showed up at church. He, calls, he texts me and says, what church you go to? I think I'm going to come today. Hmm. You know, Am I the guy that is going to trigger that for people here in town? I don't know. But... I'm glad I was here to be able to tell him what church sure. I went to and be there when he showed up. See, but you, you, know? you just never know. Like, like I, I, I might have told you this before. I know I've told Michael before, but for me as a, as a 14-year-old kid, when Soldiers Under Command came out and you see this, this group of guys and you guys look cool, cool hair, cool costumes, you know, at the time, you had, Christians weren't supposed to look like that. Right. You mentioned though there was the hippie church where the guys had long hair. You guys had this long hair, and it almost like so. If you want to be a Christian, you can still look like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool to me, even yeah. though I could never grow my hair that way or like look half as cool as you guys at fourteen. <laughs> but it still showed me like wow, like there you can still do this and be cool and be Christian at the same time. Well, yeah, and and you know that's a great thing. That's a great 
uh, factor in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that definitely was part of a plan for us to to do that and bring a message to people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it wouldn't have worked if, if it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel it's important for us to grasp a hold of that whole concept and that idea that you surrender everything to God and he takes you places. Right. That's what we believed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If we surrendered what we did and just continued to be who we were, we're going to reach a certain amount of people that will accept us and and really grasp you would believe, it's amazing to see how many people really just latched on to what we were and Man, we were their band. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot a, of people like, like that I talk to every day. Yeah. Oh, Striper, I love Striper, I love Striper. A guy called Howard Jones used to sing with Kill Switch Engage. Uh-huh. He now sings in a band called Devil. You know, we had a half an hour discussion about Striper on this show. Yeah. You just never know who it was that you guys c- connected with. Mm. Absolutely. You, you know? know, and 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 you know, and there's another thing too. I mean, somebody just brought this up uh, to me. They said. You know, there were all these different Christian bands that were coming out and saying, well, this band is the alternative to yeah. Rat. Yeah. Or this band is White the Cross. alternative to whatever, you know. Baron Cross is and, Iron Maiden. But, yeah. but Striper, they, what, what I was told was Striper didn't sound like anybody. No. Sound like you. Yeah. You know, the tone of your guitars and everything, you always could tell a Striper song. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and the leads and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so to me, that, that was definitely a blessing and it meant to be. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you think, like, if you're talking about the, the great guitar players of that era, um, and you mentioned, you know, your George Lynch or your D. Martinis or Van Halen, a lot of times Striper, Striper does not get mentioned in there. Do you think it's because of the Christian element? I, I, I would say in some sense, yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. stereotyping you. There, there definitely is a stereotype in the in the rock world. Or about prejudice, maybe, is yeah, a better yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and... and to me, I mean, you can say all you want about, you know, whether Striper's a Christian band or not, um, but in my opinion, that's part of being a Christian. You're going to get shunned, hmm. you know, and and because of that, you're blessed. And I honestly believe in that. I honestly believe that the Bible says, even though people persecute you or, or come against you or, or shun you, you know, it's it doesn't matter. What matters is that we stand up for what we believe which, in. Which, yeah, what you believe in. Yeah, right. and which is you know believe that Christ died and rose again, and and now He is because knowing Him and believing in Him, you will be in eternity with Him. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's my belief. You know, I can't force that on anybody, but all I can do is show in my life that God's blessed me and showed me that He's with me and mm-hmm. He's giving me favor and He's doing that for the band. So. There you go. Who were your favorite uh, guitar players when you were uh, starting out? Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Let's see. Let me get all the moths out of my head. Um, yeah. Um, you know, early, early, early on, when I actually first started playing guitar, there was a, an album that my mom played all the time um, that really sparked my interest in guitar. It was an album by Buck Owens hmm. called 
open up your heart. And uh, at that time, the guy that um, th- that was the session player on it, uh, playing guitar, was James Burton. And he did this chicken picking type mm-hmm. of almost rock style of playing that just really sparked my interest. And it made me want to play guitar. Hmm. And I was about six years old at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so it was a long time ago. Well, obviously, I learned how to play guitar eventually. And then it, it, I moved from that. Be- and because my dad was a huge um, a jazz fan, but he also liked Latin music, uh, the only rock music my dad listened to was Santana. Uh, so I latched on to Santana mm-hmm. and really just got into his playing and his style and and what he was doing, his tone, and and that that pretty much set a pace for me uh, 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 as where I was going to go with you know my guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as I got older, obviously it's it switched into um, guys like uh, Michael Shanker and really loved Tony Iommi because I got into that whole Black Sabbath metal sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was really big on that. E- eventually, it led to me listening to guys like uh, Jeff Beck and uh, uh, listening to... I really got into Yesterday and Today, which is YNT mm-hmm. now. Got into them. Dave McKetty. Great player. Oh. That's an underrated guy, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dave's a great guy, too. Yeah. That's what, that's is it cool the, when you get to meet these guys? Oh, my yeah. God. They were just here. <laughs> and I got to go back and say hi to them, you know? Yeah. It was just amazing. Um, but, but then... Uh, uh, eventually got into the guys like uh, I started actually taking lessons from a friend of mine uh, a very popular Christian rock band called Guardian they had a guitar oh, yeah. player named Tony, Tony Palacios. Palacios yeah I ended up taking some he, he saw a little bit of a dilemma in me during the In God We Trust period where I was really just down on my plan and he sat down with me and started teaching me theory really yeah how did he see it you just tell about the solos that you were playing or your choices well, you were making? Well, just or? I was complaining to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told him. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I can't play anything other than these licks, these same Van Halen and Michael Schenker licks. And he goes, man, he goes, I'll sit with you and we'll work on some theory. That's and, interesting because your guys are a big band at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably your peak almost. Yeah, and and, and the reason why he I knew him was because I, I, I produced their first album. That's right, First Watch. Right. Great record. Yeah, and Tony was just amazing on that album so he sat down with me gave me a book of you know sheets of uh of charts and stuff and we just went over it and i just i just went through all my modes and hmm. you know pentatonics and listened to all the different people he was the one that introduced me to joe satriani he told me listen to uh, uh he told me to listen to uh, stevie ray vaughn told me to listen to because at that point i wasn't listening to anybody yeah, it's not metal <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I just knew what I knew. Yeah, and and um, and and got into um, oh my gosh, uh, Steve Vai. Did I mention Steve? You said Satriani. Uh, so Steve, okay, yeah. Steve blew my mind mm-hmm. because, in my opinion, Steve was like the uh, he was he was from some other universe with his plane. Yeah, and so I really connected with him. And I don't know if you hear if you listen to Against the Law. You'll hear some little things of Steve in there because I was listening to him. Not that kind of guy. Maybe there's a little <laughs> bit of like the little the little sound effect so, things. So you could imagine what it was like when Steve walked up to me at Disneyland Hotel one day when he was playing there during a Nam show, pat me on the back and said, "Dude, great job on Against the Law." <laughs> You're like, oh. I I, about, I I needed a diaper at that point. <laughs> it was so cool, and so that. <laughs> That's really where it was, you know, for me was just to see that I could 
really work and bring myself to a new level of playing. And that's interesting because, I mean, a lot of guys would not do that. I, um, if you ever saw the Rush documentary that they had where he went and took lessons from, I think his name is Freddie Roach, like a famous jazz drummer. And okay. Neil went and took lessons from him, you know, 25, 30 years into Rush, being Neil Peart, the greatest drummer ever, yes. still wanted to learn more and get better. I mean, that's, that, that says a lot. Interesting enough, okay, so it, that was in 1989 when I was doing those lessons with Tony. Yeah. And I've ridden on that. And then, of course, Striper was not together from 92 till 2003. Right. So I spent a long time not even playing guitar. Wow. Um, working at a warehouse. And, and, then, and then we got back together and started playing again. So I had to kind of brush up on everything and got, my, got myself back to where I was playing again. But still not really satisfied and hardly ever am I satisfied with my own playing. So a year ago, uh, I started taking jazz lessons from a cat here in town. Hmm. And um, just have now I'm realizing that everything I've ever learned was this much of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. The tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg. And now I'm learning so much. There's so much more that I've, since I'm studying jazz, I, 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 I'm flabbergasted, mm. you know? But it's cool, too, because sure. I was raised that my dad listened to jazz, right. like I said before. So I'm familiar with it. And being familiar with all this jazz, I can go to my teacher and say, well, do you remember this song from, you know, such and such? And he'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know that, huh? I'm like, yeah, because, my, you know, I knew. And, and he'll pull out some sheets, and we'll sit there, and we'll start going through stuff. And I, like I said, I'm learning things that I've never, ever in my life played. You know, I'm so used to playing roots at the top of my guitar. Well, the roots now, I'm learning to go everywhere when I'm playing a chord. You know, yeah. my inversions are now, my roots are down at the first string, and I'm going to play, <laughs> you know. And doing different things that it's like it's like learning Chinese, really. But you know, I got a feeling that in the next maybe see, I'm 54 years old right now. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, in the next um, six years, I can kind of retire from rock and then <laughs> yeah. do some guitar here in town. Be the jazz man in the corner <laughs> at the at the coffee shop. <laughs> but I mean, you mentioned this. I mean, they're talking about how big Striper was in the 80s, you know, multi platinum records and all this stuff. And then when you guys finally broke up and you had to go work in a warehouse. Must have been a little bit of a culture shock for you. Well, not really. I mean, I, I worked warehouse before I was in Striper. Mm -hmm. So I understood it, and I knew what it was all about. Uh, it wasn't hard to figure out. and wasn't hard to organize, and I'm real good with, like, you know, I'm very anal about, you know, counting and all that kind of stuff and making sure everything's in the right places, uh, making sure orders are filled out properly. All that kind of stuff was really natural for me. Mm -hmm. um, so... I ended up working for JBL Professional Warehouse in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Started in 1994, I believe. And I worked there all the way through till Striper got back together. Mm. Um, and um, Was it was it one of those it, things it, where people were like, are yeah. you guys Fox? Oh, yeah. People <laughs> recognized me. Every yeah. time. It was funny. I got a good story for you. There was one receptionist gal that was working there. And... Uh, and I walked in with, it was cold, obviously it was winter time, it was cold, and I was wearing these, the only sweatshirt I had that was clean was a striper sh sweatshirt. <laughs> so I walk in, and this girl at the front desk looks at me, she goes, oh, she goes, oh, do you, do you like striper? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're okay, they're pretty cool. And she goes, oh, she goes, I'm friends with Oz Fox. <laughs> and I go, oh, is he cool? <laughs> 
I never told her, dude. <laughs> it's embarrassing just, if you did, right? I, yeah, exactly. I just kind of just didn't say anything. I just, oh, that's cool, you know? <laughs> and you try and not be you, right? Put your hair up on a ponytail. <laughs> but, but was it, uh, did you find, um, uh, for, for example, against the law, which in my opinion is my favorite striper record, but there was a little bit of a shift in the way you guys looked and got rid of the yellow and black and that sort of thing. Yeah. Was that something? Was there a spiritual issue there where you we weren't as, as connected as you could have been? Or well, there been? were. I think I think there were a number of things that happened at that point. Um, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard some of the stories. Um, we did go through a time when we kind of lost track of our belief. Mm-hmm. We were doing stuff we shouldn't have been doing, and thank God we pulled out of that, you know. But was it just a burnout, maybe, or, or just a rebellion? Yeah, or? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to say that part of that is the half-hearted mm. Christianity, where you 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 kind of have one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not completely dedicated to God and surrendering completely, you can definitely go in that direction because mm-hmm. you become selfish and self-centered, and you start getting frustrated with the way things aren't going the way right. you know you want them to instead of saying well lord it's in your hands you go oh, i'm going to do this you know so we kind of strayed away from you know what what we were believing in and we we started becoming more rebels and well who cares what anybody says you know let's have a drink and let's mm-hmm. you know let's uh you know, we changed the outfits mostly because the label wanted us to do something different. They wanted us to kind of break away from the yellow and black and do something more you know, rootsy and rock. Mm-hmm. And and we did. I think we pulled it off I think very it well. The look wasn't the issue. Yeah, it looked no. Great. And, and it obviously showed so much more talent mm-hmm. uh, of us being able to pull off all of that stuff and be more in that kind of a category of of music. I mean, Michael just sang his butt off. Mm-hmm. And so you played your butt off too. Well, album, yeah, you know. I, did my best and yeah. was really happy. Um, but, you know, I mean, yes, there were some things going on with us in our hearts that weren't weren't good. Mm-hmm. And I admit that. And very happy that we uh, put our foot down and said, no more. We're going to, you mm-hmm. know, and that started with Michael. Michael was the one who kind of got sick of the whole thing and said, you know what, we can't do this anymore. Mm. You know, and then we all kind of figured it out and started soon. going yeah. back yeah but then shortly after that he left the band right now, let me ask you, there's a couple of things in striper history i was uh, wanted to ask you about one was dale thompson from bride sang with you one gig or one a one, one show because you were going to go on michael left and you're like we're going to continue well we wanted to yeah you know um and dale was obviously a great friend and you know we thought well let's see if he'd be interested in doing it and he came and he killer voice he jammed with us and yeah he's great great singer and um it didn't work out he's decided he didn't want to do it after all okay you know and uh and of course you know i think they were trying to mold him into something at that time i think janice was part of the Mm. the mom was still kind of involved with the band and and gotcha that's janice sweet yeah and i think she was talking to him about putting on these pants (laughs) and dale was yellow and black or something yeah he wasn't about all that and and I think he just finally just said, you know, this isn't for me. And, you know, it's good for him. I mean, you know, he made a good choice, and we ended up not continuing after that. But then you guys went on as a trio, though, right? Uh, With you on vocals. Only only because we had some dates. Gotcha. You know, it wasn't that we were trying to replace Michael in any way in that sense. Mm -hmm. I by no means could sing like Michael at all. 
Um, but you're a hell of a singer, though. You're a great singer. Well, yeah, thank you. And, and you know, I don't like being a front man. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I tried it, you know, and I did a band in the 90s called Sin Dizzy, mm-hmm. and uh, which there still is a CD out there that you can purchase of that. Yeah. But, but um, it just eventually just got to a point where I was like, man, I, I don't really, it's not my love to sing. Although I can sing okay, I can sing good, but I just—it's just not my thing. I'm much more into playing guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know that—that that kind of uh, was—I uh, had to finally make a decision and say, you know, this is what I'm going to focus on. Must have been kind of weird too, though, because Stripe has so many harmonies and double leads and a lot of harmonies in the vocals too. To lose a member and go in three, you got to handle everything. Uh, yeah, that—that that can be a problem. I. Uh, there was one time when we actually took Tony Palacios. Uh, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, we had toured in Europe one time to do some dates, and Tony at Guardian was on the same bill, so Tony jumped in and did some of the oh, okay. second guitar work. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but, you know, just, I don't know. Striper, to me, wouldn't be the same without original members. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Not after this long, you know? And now that... It's 30 years plus, and, you know, I couldn't fathom seeing the band with anybody else, you know. Yeah. And unless something happened to one of the band members, and then we'd really have to decide whether we want to move on, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, it's the 30th anniversary of Striper's classic To Hell With The Devil album, and guitarist Oz Fox has been sharing some great stories with us. All right, Oz, let me ask you, when you guys are touring around, what are some of the countries that are biggest for, uh, for Striper? Um, well, it's just from my perspective, it seems like every country is pretty, <laughs> pretty well. Re- they receive us really well. Yeah. But um, I, I know we've done really, really well. Um, we did really well in uh, in Australia. We've done really well in Korea. Number of s- countries in Europe. Were, just so wherever you go. Yeah, yeah, and we went to India. We mm. Played two shows in India uh, a few years back. And that that this is recent, right? Right, right, right. Say that, and there were thousands of people there. And I don't know if it was just they wanted to see a great rock show or what, but they were singing our songs. How is that when you go and have Indian people or Koreans yeah. singing songs about God? I mean, what are you going to say? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a great feeling to see that people are accepting what you're about, mm-hmm. and that they're singing the songs in English, and the fact that they even know them. You know, uh, Spain. Spain's another great place for us to play. They love us there, and they know all the words of the songs. Mm-hmm. You know, that was more recent. We started going there when we reunited in 2005 and started playing Spain, and, man, they're just amazing crowds there. Unbelievable. Brazil. Uh, South America, right? Yeah. South America. All, man, they love us down there. And, and, and so it's a, great, it's a great, great feeling to, to know that we can still do this. And um, and have the fans come see us and still believe in us and be a part of what we do. You know? Do you have people like if you go to Korea, for example, come up to you and say that you know you've influenced them to 
get into God, or does that even exist over in a country uh, like Korea? Yes, it does. Wow. It does happen. I get emails and Facebook comments and all that kind of stuff nowadays. Now that you got all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so the, we are touching people's hearts out in different countries like that. And, hmm. uh, and um, man, I mean, and the dynamic is there. It, it really is a really cool dynamic between uh, between me and Annie. Because Annie's what Annie does, my wife, you know, she mm-hmm. reaches her 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 she ministry, ministry reaches too. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and there's so many people that are caught up in the sex trafficking mm-hmm. thing that you know now now I'm behind what she does, and um, I see. I see the emails she gets from different places. It's it's pretty amazing. What a team you are! I'm sure, like you know, the, the uh, um, old school ministers and, and Christians probably go, "What the heck? You got a rock and roll guy, and you got a uh, Annie being a former sex uh, sex worker, sex worker, right? And you guys are now ministry. Yeah, you know, and I, I can just see like that's that's probably the coolest mix ever. <laughs> does it not seem like it fits very well? Yeah. <laughs> it sure does, right? Yeah, um, it was it was great. You know, the first time uh, I, I actually came out here before we were start we started dating. I came out here to Vegas to do a gig at the old Hilton, mm-hmm. uh, which is now the Westgate. Right. Um, it was kind of a, a, a birthday party for this kind of a I want to say he's like a a bachelor. Guy that like a contestant uh, on The Bachelor? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Oh. He was a uh, kind of like a playboy kind of dude. Okay, gotcha. And um, his mom was very rich, and she rented out one of the big halls oh, and okay. turned it into a, uh, a haunted house kind of Halloween kind of mm-hmm. thing. And everybody had to get dressed up in a costume to come to this thing, including the guys in the bands. Well, fortunately, this is with Frank when I was doing this thing with Frank. Um, they told the band member, well, the, they told the bands that each band member had to dress up like an 80s rocker. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> so, I can do that. So obviously I pulled out the old stuff. And, and at that time, Annie and I were friends. Um, and I invited her. You know, I invited her to come. So I says to Annie, I says, I says yeah. I says, you're going to have to dress up in a costume if you come. And she's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to do that. And, eh. and I'm all, well, I, you can't come. You've got to have a, an, an outfit. Don't you have anything? She goes, eh, all I have is my bad girl outfit. I said, yeah, wear that. <laughs> so she shows up, right? She's got a bustier and a mini skirt and fishnets, and she's got these crystal uh, uh, heels mm-hmm. on, you know? She comes walking in, and she was just gorgeous. My gosh. I looked at her, and I was like, oh, my, my, my jaw dropped. <laughs> you know? And she comes up. She's smiling. She gives me a hug. And, you know, we ended up hanging out till like, 7 in the morning mm-hmm. after that. And it's sharing and just talking about, you know, our Christianity. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't, I mean, didn't take more than a, a, a few minutes for me to realize she was the one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you're wearing, was, and you're wearing your bumblebee outfit. It, well, no, actually, oh. I was more against the law kind of. Okay. Outfit. Yeah, the black <laughs> the black and blue. <laughs> Do you still have all those old costumes? I still have all that stuff. That's yeah. great. All like you know, in, a, in a closet full? In a box. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did, did, did it, did it uh, I'm not going to say hurt your feelings, but did it uh, bother you like in the 80s when you guys would play gigs and you would have Christians picketing against you? 
because you were playing music for no, God? No, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I, of course, the Bible talks about getting persecuted, yeah. you know, by like, like Jesus was persecuted by the Pharisees. So why wouldn't that happen to us mm-hmm. by, you know, the uh, real militant uh, Christians, you know, the right. conservative, you know, types. And um, so it happened and it was like, well, count it all joy. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I think there were times when uh, I think Robert would go out there and try to talk to him and they wouldn't listen. Um, you know, just 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 the way it was, you know, and for us every now and then, you know, we would win some people over, you know. And later on, I started getting emails from people that said, you know, I used to be one of those people that bashed you guys, you know, but I don't anymore. I could see you guys are for real, mm-hmm. you know, so that that was nice to later see that happen. Um, and of course that same trend happened to Annie, you know, when she started her hookers for Jesus. Right. So that was one of the things that I thought was a big plus for, to meet her in the first place was that I could really relate to her with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause she did get a lot of, sure. And still to this day, you guys are, are coming always, from different ends, but getting the same hassle Yeah, yeah. for doing the same thing that the other Christians quote unquote are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, so, so it's 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 a it's a great thing, and I, I love standing up for her. You know? <laughs> Just my thing. You yeah, know? I was born to stand up for Andy. <laughs> you know, uh, when you're talking about the ministry, and you mentioned the Bible, I was thinking the other day they were talking about how um, basically paper money is going to be going the way of the the dodo. Yeah. It, 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 it's interesting. If even if you don't believe in God or believe in the Bible, you have to at least admit that everything that it says in the Bible of things that are hap- would happen to the world are happening now, which you'd have to be really stupid to not go, okay, well, there's something to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Blind. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of people that would probably just call it a coincidence or, mm-hmm. you know, just not, not, not really make light of any of it, you know, Yeah. just because so many people don't they don't understand the love of God. They don't understand how much he loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a very sad place to be. Yeah. You know, um, even if you're the best of persons, you're still not the person you should be without God loving you and you loving God. Um, and so I, I, all I can say is I would hope that I can at least be an example to some of those people in mm-hmm. some way or some form. Right. You know, and... Because you see that with, like, you're talking about one world government or talking about, yeah. like I said, like, the newest thing now is, like, we still have credit cards and all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff, but it's, that's going to be yeah, much the, abolished. The chip will go in your finger. Yeah, there's already people putting chips in there. And isn't that, yeah. you know, like, you have to have this mark yeah. to buy and sell. <clears throat> yeah. It's totally getting set up for that. And in the modern world, the mark could be a chip in your finger. Yeah, and how about all of the stuff that's going on in the Middle East right now when Israel's being surrounded by his enemy, by its enemies? Right. And now they found oil in some of their part of what Israel is claiming is theirs, but it actually, there's a battle over the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so as soon as, you know, there's going to be some kind of war going on. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think it's all just kind of putting into play for what prophesied in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know? So, eh, 
What are you going to do? Well, I mean, you know? what you do is just make sure you're on the right team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, And another thing I wanted to talk to you about, too, is, is you were mentioning about doing the um, lessons with Tony Palacios and how Dale came and sang with you. It, it seemed like it was a very... I mean, obviously, Christian metal bands, there weren't a lot of them, but you guys kind of all knew each other or, or got along. Yeah. And now you're actually in Bloodgood, which is another uh, another great <laughs> Christian band of the era. Do, yeah. Are you in Bloodgood or are you just, you I, just I, with them? I am in Bloodgood, uh, unless I'm busy with Striper. Okay, yeah. Okay. So uh, we did do an album um, a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, ended up uh, being a really, really great album. It is, um, yeah. uh, 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 but obviously they're selling it out of their uh, out of their website, so they don't really sell a lot of units. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's still there. The guys are still around. They still want to kind of play and do their thing. So, you know, when they have gigs, I do my best to make it to the gigs as long as I obviously don't have a schedule. Sure. Striper. How did that come about? Well, uh, probably around two thousand six. This was after I had already went through my my divorce from my first marriage, mm-hmm. um, uh, and Striper was st- back together, but not really touring much, not doing much, you know, as far as being busy and and all that. Um, they, they approached me because I'd already been friends with uh, with with Les Carlson, the singer, because he lived in Fontana and I lived in Rancho Cucamonga at the time, and we just happened to bump into each other at that warehouse mm-hmm. that I worked in for JBL. He would he came in to he 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 owned a business that sold framed art door to door. Wow. Okay. So he walks into my uh, warehouse office one day, and I just happened to walk into the office and. You know, I was like, dude, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> and then he kind of explained to me that he moved from Seattle and now he's doing this business, you know, and um, and he did very well with it, you know. And um, so that that was psh, my gosh, that had to be back in like 1996, maybe that I'd run into him. So we started hanging out a little bit. And um, so then lo and behold, years later, um, I got asked to be a part of a, uh, a, a, a kind of like a Christian retreat in England, of all places. Um, and um, uh, Michael Bloodgood was being asked to be there. This what a great the same name! Event. Yeah, like, I know. Awesome name, right? Yeah. Bloodgood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so um, we ended up hanging out a lot in England for that week, and uh, just became really good friends and. Um, so when it came time for they they started getting some uh, somebody was interested in doing a re-release of one of their albums and and maybe see if they could do a, a release of one of their live uh, videos mm-hmm. and, and so they're talking about doing that and then they thought well, well let's add a second guitar player to the band and they started talking about it and they thought well you know we both know Oz and you know they really liked me a lot and they thought well if there was going to ever any be anyone in the band other than Paul Jackson, who is an outrageously awesome yeah. player, um, they would want me. You know, so they asked me, and I basically said, you know, I talked to Michael about it. I was going to say, do you call him up yeah. and say, I got this? No, yeah, offer. and I always run stuff like that by Michael, you know, because, so, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, you know, do anything to uh, be be detrimental detrimental to Striper's schedule or any of that. And Michael was like, yeah, if he, we got, we're not doing anything. Why don't you go do it? So that's kind of. That's cool. That's what happened. Yeah. 
And that's how bands stay together, too, by the <laughs> yeah, way. right. <laughs> you Compromise. talk it over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you have the same original lineup 30 years later. I remember I went and saw Blood Good in Winnipeg, where I grew up, at a roller rink. Oh, wow. Probably 1986 or so. And yeah. it was like you had to sit on the floor, like there was no chairs. Mm. I just remember that. I was one of the first bands I'd ever seen. And to see them up close when you had albums that you could actually listen to and hold in your hand. Yeah. And they're playing right in front of you. It was one of those, as a kid... I'll never forget seeing Blood Good. Yeah. Very random. <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually saw Striper, too. Um, in 88, I drove from Winnipeg to Fargo, North Dakota oh, wow. to see you guys play, uh, and White Lion opened up. Yeah. And so at, after the show was done, you guys were having a meet and greet. And I just kind of attached myself to the meet and greet. Like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where he just goes, oh, I'm going to go on this field trip and just get in the back of the line. And I got, uh, I had wanted to get a picture with everybody, and I had one picture left on my camera and it was with you i still have it oh, you how and the me. cool yeah and then i took one more i want to get one with robert it didn't work oh <laughs> you know those days though yeah. i still have the shot of you and me sure that's awesome. super long hair and a sweater on but <laughs> you know you don't for, you, like, like you mentioned you don't forget that stuff that was a real uh important time for us to meet with our fans and after know, the show you yeah mean? after shows and and you know, it was great to be able to create kind of that bond mm -hmm. that, you know, and to this day, nobody forgets like yourself. Right. So those are the people that still come to see us play. And, and you know, it's important, you know. Nowadays, the unfortunate thing is there's not enough money in, in uh, at least for some of us, I should say. <laughs> not everybody's like us, mm -hmm. but there's not enough money for us uh, to... to uh, there's not enough money coming in with guarantees to help us with our tour. Right. So there's been a lot of these meet and greet packages yeah. that they started doing these days. And mm. some people are really just milking people. Yes. Some people are charging so much money and, and, and they're hardly even there, you know, for mm -hmm. it. That's true. So we charge a little bit of money because it is work. Mm -hmm. it, it is work to sit there and, and, sign all those autographs that they want well, and yeah. take pictures with everybody. It, it takes a toll out of you, especially if you have to do a show later on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, that, that does now help us, you know, financially yeah. to keep our tours going. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully everybody will understand that. And, you know, and, and just for the amount that we charge, it's not as much as I think people else. do because I know we started that with Fozzie a few years ago because, you know, people understand like, if, let's say you have a day off on, on the road. Yeah. You still got to pay the bus. You yes. still got to pay the crew. You still got to pay the driver, yeah. you know, over driver, hotels, blah, blah, blah. Right. And even just to put gas in the tank yes. is so expensive. Exactly. And without tour support and now without revenue coming in from the albums, at least meet and greets and VIPs will help you supplement the income it, it, a bit. It really does help. You know? So, yeah. I mean, you know, that's helping to keep these tours alive. And I really mm -hmm. appreciate that people do that. Yeah. That they'll they'll do that. I thought it was interesting on that tour we were talking about, you guys did it after the show. You guys would always meet with, fan, with that, fans after the show? Yeah. yeah after the, Back in the day, we would. Mm -hmm. It was one of the things that I wanted to do mostly. Oh, I think Annie's calling me. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was to meet with people after shows because I used to be the kid that would wait outside the door of a venue waiting to see if I'm going to get a chance to meet the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a limo would pull up and they'd get in the car and take <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. So that was always kind of like, oh, that sucks. You know, mm -hmm. that's terrible. You know, so in the early days of Striper, I would always walk out. 
and just try to meet with people. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. It was great to make that connection with people. It's a real chance to get yeah, to know yeah. the kids that are there. So, and, and still to this day, you, people will catch us individually sometimes when we're walking out to whatever, to the bus or, you know, to our cars or whatever. And we'll sign a few autographs, you know, right there. We mm. won't just walk away, Mm-mm. you know. So, but the meet and greet package, you get all four of us. Right. And picture and we become, shirt. And, we, yeah. we got a backdrop. We stand there and everybody <laughs> yeah. gets in the middle and we take pictures of everybody. So that's definitely yeah. a plus. If you give people their money's worth on stuff like that, yeah. they'll always be happy. Oh, yeah. You, you know, get a package with yeah. stuff in it. A little merch, a little yeah, swag the little, bag. I love the little the, – the little, um, it's a, a, a stress reliever squeeze <laughs> creature, I call it. In the shape of a, it? So it's, it's the shape of a devil, and it says, to hell with the devil. Right? So when you're frustrated. Dude, I want to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I still got my Bible that you guys gave me from 88. Now I want the squeeze creature. <laughs> couple last questions for you, man. Yeah. You mentioned before that you were a big Sabbath fan. Is that where you got Oz from? Where did, where did the name Oz come from? Do you even yeah. remember? Yeah, the the name Oz came from me imitating Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, really? Back when I was playing backyard parties in my hometown of Whittier, ah. California, and um, people started calling me Oz. Like vocally, you would you sound like Ozzy singing. You I mean, would or? impersonate his voice. Gotcha. I try to make my you know. What is this that stands before me? You know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and and. and uh, so I ended up, uh, you know, having a lot of people call me Oz. They called me that in high school. Teachers would call me Oz. And eventually when I got into Striper, that's how Robert and Michael knew me as Oz. Ah. So we kept the name Oz and, um, and then came up with Fox later. It's you a know. great rock and roll name. Yeah, it works. Yeah. You know, for a little Hispanic kid from Weir, <laughs> I guess right. it works okay. And the other thing I wanted to mention was I have a website. Okay. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a guitar lesson website where you can oh. learn. You subscribe to it, um, and you can learn about uh, how I play, all the different modes that I learned from Tony. Wow! You know, and I'm adding to that library. Do you teach day. lessons too on this, or just uh, more no, of just like videos? It's that all are up there. videos that you could subscribe to, kind of like Netflix. Gotcha. About the same price. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you buy the 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 year thing, then it's a little eight and some change, mm-hmm. roughly. Um, and then if you want to pay month to month, it's 1099, but you can go in and see some stuff and there's interviews from guys. Um, I got an interview from Tony that's on there, handful of different Howie Simon who played with, uh, uh, Alcatraz recently in the last years. So there's some great stuff there. Michael's got an interview there. Oh, cool. Um, highlighting his plan and all that. Is it ozfox.com? No, it's called Sir Oz Academy. Sir Oz Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, you know, I've got that going right now and I'm still kind of adding to it as we go and, you know. When you guys, you mentioned, Michael, I mean, like I said earlier, your, your double leads and harmony leads are tremendous from, from reach out all the way to this day. Do you guys sit down together and just bang it out, or does Michael have an idea, or do you have an idea, or how do you get that stuff going? Yeah, in the very beginning, there definitely was, Michael had all these ideas, and I would sit down and, and harmonize with whatever he was doing. You know, there have been some times when he and I would have hashed out some ideas. You know, he would come up with something and I'd say, "Okay, well, let's try this after that. And and we would work it out. So there were a handful of those as well. Right. Um, But, you know, I mean, we work so well together and we great tandem. We can we can pretty much play each other's stuff. No problem. Style. Yeah. So to speak. Of course, if you hear Michael by himself, he's totally different style by himself than I am. I'm a different player, you know. So you can tell the difference, you know, but um, uh, but when we come together to play together, we nail each other's vibe, 
really well. Such so, great chemistry there. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I think ho- hopefully we'll continue to do that. I think the last album, we've had some great stuff. Uh, Absolutely. You know, that was uh, put together. And I had to, uh, on the Pride, the song Pride, when we had to do harmony on that, it's a whole harmony. And basically, we didn't have time to get together. So I just said, Mike, you, you make up the solo, and I'll just make the harmony for it. <laughs> so... I had to sit there and really just, oh, man, he did me in. He really did me <laughs> in. He really got you. He's a great player. He sure and is. And not too many yeah. people realize it. Yeah. You know, but he is a great player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to hearing what his new stuff sounds like because he just did a solo. Yeah, I know album. he's another solo. Yeah. He's very prolific these, these days. Yeah, yeah. When you get into a room to bang out some of these songs in rehearsal, do you have to relearn them? Like when you record a record and don't play the song for six months, yeah. kind of forget how yeah. it goes? <laughs> yeah. You know, fortunately this time I've, I've kind of spent some time working on all the songs. So, he just recently gave me the song list and and the songs that he picked are probably going to be easy for me to do because okay I, i've already kind of been working on them since gotcha. we stopped gotcha. know, recording but uh but then there's a whole bunch of older ones that he wants to do and i'm going oh boy <laughs> okay because i mean you you gotta sit there and figure out how you're what oh you yeah did. stop start pause there's a, there's a guy he comes on uh his name is mike gross it's called rockinguitarlessons.com he 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 uh he figures out songs by other bands and and shows you how to play them and sometimes i have to go watch him play something and, oh yeah that's how it goes <laughs> how to learn how to learn your own songs yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, last question what's your favorite solo that you've ever played if you had to pick one and what's your favorite song to play live oh jeez could you pick one uh, all the striper songs i mean if I can pick the funnest one to play live, it has to be Soldiers mm-hmm. Under Command. That's definitely a fun one to play because it's got all the elements of Striper. It's Striper, it. yeah. Yeah. You can, one Striper song in a time capsule, yes. that would be it. That's the one that is probably the quintessential Striper anthem. Uh, and, and I know everybody might say it's um, To Hell with the Devil. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that is a, definitely an anthem song. But to me, Soldiers was yeah. the start. Yeah, it's a little bit more uh, intricate. For sure. Right. And favorite solo? Favorite solo, ah, geez. I, I, I guess I'm kind of partial to The Way. Ah, you wrote it, your song. Well, uh, if, 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 if it was yeah. a choice of gu- guitar solos, that pretty much set a precedence of my playing, mm-hmm. that solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts off with the springboard, <laughs> you know, and then it does all these cool little riffs in different modes and whatever. I can hear it in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, right. It's, it's a very a, melodic solo. Yeah, and... That one definitely is probably the easiest and the funnest to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think one of my wackiest ones was from the Against the Law album. Definitely uh, not that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm thinking that one too. Yeah. That's, that's my the favorite. wackiest one. Yeah, I've that's ever a very biased, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oz, it's been great talking hey, to you, man. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank I you, really brother. appreciate the time and thanks for coming out. And it's great to hang. Man, we should hang out. More. I know. I agree. I you agree. Know? Gotta I come agree. out more often. I know we can have a jam. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks to Oz Fox. Great conversation. Remember, Stripers to Hell with the Devil 30th anniversary tour has a few dates left tomorrow night uh, at the Agora Theater in Cleveland, Sunday in Columbus, the 16th, Detroit, November 17th, Reading, Pennsylvania, November 19th, the Stowe Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I will be there. I think that's where Bruce Springsteen cut his teeth. November 20th, the Gramercy Theater in New York, and November 21st, the last date of the tour is in Raleigh, North Carolina. You don't want to miss it. It's a great show, a great set. They're playing the album in its entirety. 
than playing some other classic Striper uh, hits. Uh, and then they will be on the Monsters of Rock cruise from February 2nd to the 7th. Ship leaves from Tampa, Florida. There's still tickets left. Go to striper.com. And hey, if you don't have Striper to Hell with the Devil album, you can get it on Amazon. Great album, classic. And if you really want to treat yourself, get the new Offenged Sevenfold album, The Stage, while you're there. And go listen to Shadows and Gates and Johnny Christ on the Avenged Sevenfold week from a few uh, few shows ago. And remember, when you do buy The Stage or To Hell with the Devil, please use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links to make your pouches. You can find my Amazon links at podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got them Amazon links for USA, UK, Canada A. Every time you use the Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage of the show to help us cover production costs. You can buy just about anything you can think of on Amazon. Use them Amazon links. Won't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees or extra charges. Just go to podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You're going to find all my sponsors there as well. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. 15% off the yoga program plus three months full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. DraftKings, use my promo code Y2J to play for free with no deposit this weekend for uh, fantasy MMA. And then there's Bowling Branch. Go to bowlingbranch.com, use the promo code Jericho. Get $50 off your first set of sheets. All right. Big thanks for checking out the Jericho Network at Podcast One as well. Got another hit in our hands, Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. This week's episode is my favorite yet. It's a huge uh, debate between Calgary and Winnipeg. Where is uh, Which one is the better wrestling city? Okay, you got to go check it out and make your choice. Who has the better wrestling talent? Who actually grew up in Calgary versus who grew up in Winnipeg? Plus, you got to hear the crazy story about Culcomania that Cyrus tells. You got to go check it out. And don't forget, Keeping It 100 with Conan. Uh, that launch of the band keeps growing. Conan just going Inferno, KG, funny, opinionated, not afraid to talk about anything, and then of course talking about just the most random pop culture, uh, uh, pop culture ideas and episodes that you're going to hear from. Team Tiger, awesome, the hilarious Team Tiger, awesome. Monday, truly engaged. Discuss uh, this week how they would individually handle the apocalypse as far as pleasuring themselves. Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> Go hit the subscribe button on all the Jericho Network shows. Be sure to leave a five-star rating review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Uh, and we got a big podcast, 122 days until Mick Foley joins us for the biggest podcast ever. And speaking of big podcasts, i got another huge Talk is Jericho live podcast coming up November 20th at the Bassett Theatre in Toronto. There's been a little bit of a change. Original guest AJ Styles, due to circumstances beyond our control, uh, could not do the show but I got a great replacement for you. I think you're going to like it maybe even better. My best friend Kevin Owens is going to be there. That's right. Kevin Owens, November 20th at the Bassett Theater in Toronto, joins me for a live talk as Jericho. Get your tickets at markoutmoments.com. Still a handful of VIP meet and greets and a couple tickets for the brunch that uh, KO and I are going to have an hour before the show. Come have some breakfast with me and my best friend. Go to markoutmoments.com for tickets November 20th in Toronto before Survivor Series. Talk as Jericho live with Kevin Owens. All right. Thank you for listening to Oz Fox today. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And coming up next Wednesday, Talk is Jericho, episode 300. Only one guest worthy of such a milestone episode. Any guesses? Let me give you a hint. He's the architect of the biggest heavy metal band of all time. All right? You have to guess who it's going to be. You're going to hit me up on Twitter at Talk is Jericho with your best guest at who it's going to be. Remember, take your best guess at who it's going to be. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs. Get ready for episode 300. Episode 100, the special guest with Paul Stanley. Episode 200, special guest with Dennis Miller. This guy is, is just as big, if not bigger, than both of those. We will see you on episode 300 next Wednesday right here on Talk is Jericho. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend and a year, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast podcast1.com. 